We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is January 24, 2022. Orlando, baby. We here. Luke, how are we feeling? This is like... Compared to the way that we opened the last podcast, this is like the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, no, this is good. We uh, if if every time that there was a game on the day that we record, Jonathan, if it could just go like this, that'd be great. Every time uh, a win led by the young guys, and I mean, I guess are we classifying Mo Wagner as like one of the young guys, or is he just yeah, kind of? That's fair. I guess he's like borderline. Like borderline NBA player, so I, to me it counts. He's what twenty three, twenty four years old, Mo Wagner. Let, let's see. I uh, yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, twenty four years old. He'll be twenty five in April. That's still young to me. Yeah. So young guys, a win by young, but led by the young guys. No, not really much vet presence uh, for the most part there, and get the win against the Bulls team. Who there was no vet presence at all tonight. Yeah. So, no Terrence, no Gary Harris, no Rolo. Yeah, I mean, it, if they could go like this every the day of, we were supposed to record every time, if we could just win every time we were supposed to record, I think that'd be uh, that'd make it easier on us. I, the Things mood is the mood is a little lighter, and uh, there's there's just more people want to tune in and listen to this type of stuff. And I, I'm, I'm glad you guys are, are are listening to this. Yeah, real quick, some housekeeping stuff before we get into this week's episode. Want to give a shout out to our patrons. Shout out to Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Keith Garcia, Zico, Carson Tulo, Nathan Lynn, Ellis, Jonathan Borges, Norm L, Magic Player History, Giulio Bailey. Thank you guys so much. Uh, if you guys are fans of the show and you want to financially support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Every little bit helps. Really, really appreciate you guys. All right, let's talk about the weekly state of the Orlando Magic. Your Orlando Magic went one and three on the week. They are currently nine and thirty-nine with a loss on Monday to the Portland Trailblazers, ninety-eight to eighty-eight in Orlando. On Wednesday, they lost to the Philadelphia 76ers on the road, one twenty-three to one ten. Friday night, we'll talk about this game a little bit, but I would really prefer not to go into that much detail. But we lost to the Los Angeles Lakers at home, uh, one sixteen to one oh five. And then tonight, when we're recording Sunday. We beat the Chicago Bulls 114 to 95. Again, 9 and 39 on the season. Magic have the worst record in the league, the worst record in the Eastern Conference. As of today, uh, we're really going into Sunday's game 28th in the league in offensive rating, 24th in defensive rating, and they are 29th in overall net rating. But Luke, we are starting to creep up a little bit in terms of, you know, the defensive rating. The the team is seemingly starting to improve in that area. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do uh, with Jalen Suggs coming back. Just to pull this up here, over the last 10 games, in terms of defensive rating, the Magic are, let's see, 11th in the league in defensive rating over the last 10 games. 
108.5 points per 100 possessions. So improving on that end, it's a, something that we kind of expected or hoped to be the strong suit of the Magic, uh, but it has not been so far to start the season. Once we get guys like Markel, Jonathan Isaac, maybe Michael Carter-Williams, that really should improve. But you're just right outside the top 10 over the last 10 games. Hopefully the Magic can uh, can keep that up, Luke. So let's just dive right into tonight's game. That's what everyone, I'm sure, is excited about. Excited about the win last night. For us, it's tonight. Um, but yeah, no Terrence Ross tonight. You know, the, the sore right knee. He left in the middle of, uh, you know, Friday's game against the Lakers. He left in the middle of Wednesday's game against the Philadelphia 76ers with right knee soreness. And then um, really earlier this afternoon, Sunday afternoon, uh, the Magic announced that he would be out. Gary Harris would be out uh, due to back spasms. So coming into this game, you know, freaking Grayson Allen. We, I mean, we'll talk about this kind of when we talk about the Lakers games, about these midair collisions. But Grayson Allen basically rips Alex Caruso out of midair the other night with the Bucks are playing the Bulls, breaks his wrist. He's going to be out like six to eight weeks. So the Bulls were, were without Alex Caruso, without Zach Levine, without Lonzo Ball. You know, three of their, you know, what, best five or, or six players there. But they will get no sympathy from us Mm-mm. in terms of injuries. But Most injured team in, in the league right here, baby. Yeah, by us. a long shot. Nobody if can you take go that to, from us. Like Man Games Lost, the website, he has a chart showing how many t- how many games each team has lost to injury. The Magic or the bottom right, they are literally off of the chart. It's not even close. So people want to, are you, you going to only beat us because we were hurt? Well, come on we, now. We've been hurt all year. We've been hurt the, all the last two years. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. But Luke, this game was a lot of fun. Um, you know, the Magic were up uh, at the half. And then midway through the third quarter, as the Magic are you know kind of building the lead, they're up by 17 at one point. Uh, the Magic turned the ball over. Demar Derozan is running the opposite end. Mo Viner comes up from behind him. He, you know, hard foul. It was a you know it was a clear path foul, a little take foul, so he didn't get the the free bucket. Uh, you know, Demar he took you know some offense to that. Gets his free throws. The Bulls start to go on a little bit of a run. I think they cut the lead to like 10 or maybe eight. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, God, here we go. And then out of all people, it's Ignis Brasdakis that hits a three, sparks an 8-0 run by the Magic. Again, they're up by double digits. And the Magic were pretty comfortably in the lead for the rest of the game. That is really the, the point of the game that felt the most dangerous to me. Yeah. That whole you know four or five minute um, you know, kind of window there. But the Magic responded. Jalen Suggs, we'll talk about him, but... He was great in the fourth quarter. Mo Wagner, Franz Wagner, they were both great tonight. And just a fun win, Luke. Like, to see the young guys is like, all right, they've got the lead at the half. We're going into the third quarter. The Bulls are going to go on the run. The Bulls go on the run with, like, they were pissed off. They had that added motivation. And this is very well, you know, a game earlier in the year that the team might have just crumbled and lost the lead and lost the game. But to immediately respond... And respond the way that they did, and go on almost a twenty-point win. Again, it was yeah. all young guys. You know, we didn't have any veterans tonight. It just felt felt really good, Luke. Yeah, and the first thing I have to bring attention to is in the team stats department: turnovers. Magic have fourteen turnovers, but they force twenty-two. So the Bulls have twenty-two turnovers tonight. The Magic were everywhere. They were flying around. They were making the right reads defensively, uh, getting in front of guys. Only guy they couldn't stay in front of tonight was DeMar DeRozan. And it was very clear that the the game plan was let DeMar get his and just stop everybody else. And we can win this game. The Bulls have a few key guys out. And, you know, we can, no disrespect to, you know, Nikola Vucevic, but he went 4 of 19 tonight. Um, 13 points, 13 rebounds. So for what it's worth, still had a double-double, but he was not having a good night. Um, I I mean, Mo Wagner played great defense in terms of as a big man tonight. Uh, did well down low, altering shots, getting guys to miss, that sort of thing. Um, but, taking man, it charges. was taking charges. I mean, the it was just a team effort. I mean, this is the... The type of game you have to win, like you said, like the first half of the game felt like it was the 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 Wagen Docks, right? Thought it was like the 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 Wagner Bros 
that were that were you know it was going to be their game, but it turns into jail the Jalen show in the fourth quarter, which good lord, that was ridiculous to have that many emphatic dunks in the fourth quarter. The passion that he played with was insane, and and to top it all off, obviously had his pointing to to his jersey to Orlando on his jersey. I uh, I mean it was it was really all you could ask for for a team that that does stink for lack of a better term, like for a, a team that only had eight wins coming into the game, for them to to play the way that they did, they got to the paint. Jonathan, that was the other team stat that I wanted to point out. 60 points in the paint to Chicago's 34. They didn't they didn't need three-point shooting tonight. They still outshot the Bulls tonight from three, but had 12 threes made, but just relied on everything else in the paint, 60 points in the paint. I mean, when you have a deficit like that, a lot of times you'll be able to win that game. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, Jalen, I mean, you know, we'll talk more about, um, you know, him kind of at length, but 11 points in the fourth quarter, three of four, all three of those made field goals were dunks, uh, five of five from the floor or from the free throw line, rather four rebounds, three assists, two steals, no turnovers for Jalen, like play the entire fourth quarter. Like Mo and Franz got us to the fourth quarter and helped build that lead. Oh, you meant but in the Jaylen, fourth. I'm sorry. You meant in the fourth quarter he had zero, right? Turnovers? Yeah, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm talking about strictly in the fourth quarter. Still only had one the rest line. of the game, but yeah. Yeah, what did he end the night with, like eight assists? Seven assists and one uh, one turnover. So That is a welcome welcome sight from Jalen Suggs. And it is not hyperbole. It's not you know narrative. It's not hype to say that Jalen Suggs dominated the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like the, the Magic coasted to a win. Like this game was never close in the fourth quarter. Because of Jalen Suggs just attacking the like, uh, just because of Jalen Suggs attacking the rim, really as simple as that. I mean, he had some you know Eight great plays, four tonight. assists in the fourth quarter, but yeah, you have the three dunks, and then you know you have him you know going to the line and, and making free throws, and uh, like I want to just say thank you to whoever was sitting behind the uh, <laughs> Orlando Magic basket in the fourth quarter, jawing to Jalen Suggs because earlier in the fourth. He goes to the line, and he—you can see him jawing at some fan, talking trash, and the Demar poster, and then the other uh, fast mm-hmm. break dunk that he had is just looking directly at this fan, <laughs> like talking his ish. Mm-hmm. So thank you to that for for motivating Jalen Suggs and allowing him to go off in the fourth quarter like that. And then you have like you know Stacy King, uh, you know on the the Bulls Dude. broadcast. You know, like trolling, saying, "Oh, you know, these guys have only you know have eight wins or whatever." Like, first of all, this is a kid who has you know faced adversity this year, hasn't played as well as he has wanted to play, and just absolutely played incredible, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. And don't be salty because, like, we are literally dunking on your heads, destroying your team. You know, twenty-eight and seventeen. 
you should be ashamed that your team is losing to an eight-win team. Yeah, and not, not, not only not only do the Magic only had at this at that point now nine wins. Thanks, guys. Oh, at that point, not only did the Magic only have eight wins, but also the worst team in the league at home, and they're just like you said, dunking all over you, talking and saying whatever they want. And feeling good about themselves, like I said, this is all you could ask for from a from a team like this. Uh, I, I mean, Jalen, you know, four for ten from the field, but those dunks in the fourth made up for any bit of struggle that he had shooting from the field coming into the fourth quarter. And I don't know if you want to talk about this now, Jonathan. Mo Bamba, seven minutes, four fouls, just didn't see the court. Like, it it was super weird, but at the same time, I mean, the Magic didn't need three-point shooting tonight. They needed guys that were going to get into the paint and going to make, you know, uh, make baskets in the paint. That's very clearly what the game plan was. Mo Bamba simply just, like, wasn't needed tonight. And, and I know that's going to hurt a lot of people after his, you know, multiple three-pointers made the other night to hear me say this. But it's just the truth. Like the Magic did not need Mo tonight, and the Magic won convincingly. So I, it is what it is. But I really think that is it. Like the Mo's knew, like the way this is going, we need to get attack the paint, get in the paint. You saw immediately when guys touched the ball tonight, they were driving to the paint. They were besides maybe Dell, ain't nobody was given like a pump fake from three. It was just just right to the basket every time, and they the Bulls couldn't do anything with it. So at that point, I, I understand Mo playing seven minutes, man. I, it, is it surprising that he only played seven minutes? Sure. But at the same time, it, go, it kind of goes to show you the game plan tonight and, and a, Mo, Mosley being able to coach on the fly here. Mo Bamba had four fouls, gave other guys a chance. You know, Mo Wagner starts lighting it up. And at that point, Mo Wagner's giving you everything you need uh, up to that point there. And, you know, it is it is what it is. But, but it is... Mo just wasn't needed. Well, so, I mean, I think we need to give Mo Wagner a lot of credit. You know, yeah. 25 minutes, 23 points off the bench, 9 of 13 from the floor. Um, just played his butt off tonight. Franz Wagner as well, 18 points in 38 minutes, 7 of 14 from the floor. So we mentioned really on Wednesday that we were going to have this, you know, conversation about Mo Bamba because, you know, played so well, uh, you know, the the other night against the, the 76ers, 28 points in the first half. Finishes the night with 32. And Fouls then, um, yeah. And then, like tonight, again, you know, four of fouls in seven minutes gives you, you know, three rebounds and also two turnovers in those seven minutes. But, you know, we had people kind of, uh, like, you know, going off about how, like, that game against the Philadelphia 76ers just proved that, you know, Mo is, you know, a good player and the Magic need to re sign him and they need to do all these things. And, some people were even arguing that he was better than Wendell Carter, which was just like Gross. the most ridiculous thing in the world to me. A guy named uh, like Stat Dude or or something like that, and I was like, <laughs> Stat Dude needs to go look at the stats. Like <laughs> it's not even close. You look at Wendell and Mo Bamba, and just the eye test tells you that Wendell Carter is you know the better overall player and the you know the more consistent player. And I don't want to say that I'm totally out on Mo Bamba as a player. I just don't like. I can't think of a way that this guy could get more of an opportunity here in Orlando to prove that he's worth resigning or that he's going to be, you know, like a long-term starter in the league, um, that he can bring it every night. And really the only thing that Mo Bamba gives you is elite rim protection. And and that's when it's like a guard and he's like coming over from the weak side. Yeah, I was going to I was going to add it. It's it's not not, elite defense. Don't get me. Don't mistake me for that. I'm not saying he's an elite defender. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. He's elite at finding shots that he can block. Right. I'll say that. And I would say that's probably more so his physical gifts mm -hmm. more than like defensive instincts. Right. And that's the biggest thing is that people want to look at his stats and say, Mo averages whatever it is over two blocks a game. He's he's a great defender. I I wouldn't go that far. I don't think that's the case at all. If you watch these games, there's multiple times in a game where you can pinpoint where Bamba struggles when it's a guy of his like build. 
that he is going up against and trying to defend against. He just happens to have super long arms. And don't get me wrong, his anticipation while blocking shots is great. It is awesome to have a guy like that, but at the same time, I don't think he has put it together defensively yet. I think he struggles a little bit there, obviously. Um, I just wanted to show you, kind of, Jonathan, that Mo Bamba against the Bulls in the past, like as of just this year, as far back as I'll go, November 26th, the Mo Bamba plays 23 minutes, has four points and six rebounds, shoots 33% from the field. Um, January 3rd against the Bulls, uh, which was a close game. Obamba plays 23 minutes, 3.7 rebounds, 20%, one of five from the field. So against the Bulls especially, he's not very effective. Now, my biggest thing with the other night, Jonathan, was, yes, it was incredible that he hit that many three-pointers. But he's not a good three-point shooter. Like, I, I I don't want people to see that and be like, he can, we got a big, he can shoot threes. It seemed that way, maybe. But he had, it was just such an outlier performance for him to have that many threes. The Sixers were a step late on everything, closing out. Still is impressive to hit seven of eight threes, but a guy can get hot. And then for him, two games later, to play seven minutes because ultimately he's a liability. I think a lot of a lot of people in the organization know that. And uh, that deadline's coming up quick, Jonathan. We're like 18 days out. From the trade deadline and I'm interested to see what what happens do they just kind of hold Mo and and do whatever they want and and sometimes play him when the matchup's right maybe you just play him every time against Philly I don't know but uh but yeah I mean foul trouble and and all that kind of stuff six tonight or six the other night four tonight only seven minutes it's hard to ignore that there is an issue with him him fouling and just knowing what to do on the floor yeah, and I don't want to turn this into just like a gigantic like crap on Mobamba fest. Like I, I don't think that he is a bad player, but he's just not he's just not consistent enough, and that's that's been the issue, you know, his entire career. Which is so a big far. part of being good. Yeah, and, yeah, as the Kansas City Chiefs just score a touchdown with one minute left, they're going to go up four off of this extra point. That is absolutely crazy. I can't believe that just happened. Uh, <laughs> keeping this game on out of the corner of my eye. Everybody really listening to this is like, yeah, Jonathan, the, we the, we know what already happened in this game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really hoping the Bills are able to, to pull this out, but I freaking Tyreek Hill, unreal. But yeah, no, I'm not trying to make this into just like crap all over Mobamba. It just we've said this for you know the better part, not four years, like the first year he's injured, but like the better part of three years now, he just you know is not consistent enough, and he's not consistent enough in his play not consistent enough in like his level of energy. I wouldn't say he's a, a lazy player, but he definitely his energy kind of he's like, not consistent. Flows. Sometimes <laughs> it's really really high and sometimes it's just like the bare minimum. You know, I don't want to say he ever plays with like poor effort or poor energy, but in order for him to be a high-level starter in this league, he needs to play with that motor 24/7. And it's it's just too hit or miss for me. It's it's like Every other game or every third game, it seems like. And you can tell when he is engaged because he really is a different player. He's a different player defensively. He's a a different player on the boards. Now, offensively, my biggest issue with Mo right now is he either gives you three-point shooting or he almost gives you nothing Um, because he doesn't really have many post moves. He doesn't have like a low enough center of gravity and the lower body strength to be able to uh, you know, back down anyone. We've seen him, you know, struggle to back down guards on you know a handful of, of occasions this season. So yep. if he's not hitting long twos or threes, uh, he's just not giving you you know much you know offensively. Doesn't seem very interested in you know rolling to the rim and, and taking those lumps as he's you know running to the rim for lobs. So that that was like the big thing for me. If if Mo could evolve as mm-hmm. you know a pick and roll, you know, kind of just diving to the rim kind of guy. It's unguardable. He's just so big. Arms are so long. Um, it really make a big difference for Mo. And I'm not totally out on Mo as a player, but I, I do feel like we are trending in the direction that this is probably not going to be like Mo's you know, long-term home, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. I would love for him to turn it around and to prove me wrong and that not be the case. Um, but that's just kind of uh, you know how I feel right now. So last year, Jonathan, he plays 46 games. He starts five. He plays 15.8 minutes a game. Everybody, including you and me, are practically 
throwing tantrums, wondering why Cliff isn't giving this guy a chance. I I'm seeing it like oh as much boy. as no as a, don't I don't want to hear you turn into a you, Steve Clifford truther. I'm Come not, on dude. Are you gonna tell me he was he was wrong? Yes, sixteen absolutely. minutes a game. Are you serious? Absolutely, he dude. Absolutely he has played thirty six. He is showing exactly why. And now he's, he's show, proven. He's, and now he's, he's proven, proven why. why why he's not going to be a long term option. But last but, year he wasn't even being given the chance because they have practice, Jonathan. And in practice, does, Cliff wasn't. On, what do you mean that doesn't mean anything? That's how they decide who the starters are, who plays minutes, who actually contributes. Mo clearly wasn't consistent in practice either. Like this guy is being given. 27 and a half minutes a game and started 34 out of 36 games and all he has done for you is shoot threes and block shots that's we it. all but we all knew that currently ken birch was the better player no one was arguing that it wasn't who was playing we just better wanted, in practice right we wanted it was him the fact that he needed nba time and burn to see if he could develop and wasn't given the opportunity it wasn't about who was the better player we all knew that ken was the better player but now, yeah, now we have seen it. We've seen, you know, 30 minutes a game, whatever he's played this year. And, yeah, sure, now it's easy to look back and be like, oh, Clifford was right. But He, he was. If, if this year, okay, but if this year, if Mo wouldn't have gotten minutes underneath Mosley, we'd be saying the same thing. So it's yeah, easy to course. say that now. Well, of course it is. But every, a lot of takes are like hindsight, right? A lot of things are like, oh, I was wrong. Like I, I wasn't in the right last year about Mo. Like you were still in the right because he he needed the time on the floor to prove but a whether coach, or not he had. But a coach clearly saw Mo Bamba more than we did and decided he would. And I'm not saying the coach is always right, but I'm saying in hindsight, right now, I'm seeing it. Who knows what Mo was like during practice? Maybe he wasn't engaging. Maybe he like we have no idea. And so we were excited because Mo's going to finally get the opportunity. And now that he has. I'm just saying I see that maybe Mo wasn't the best participant in whatever it was. I mean, Cliff probably saw he couldn't back down guys. Cliff saw he couldn't do these things that we see now. So I, I'm not saying that like I'm a, a Cliff truther. I'm saying looking back on last season, I'm completely seeing why Mo Bamba is who he is right now and why I'm sitting here saying as someone who wanted him to get minutes and play, I get it. And I see that Mo just like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what, who needs to work with him, what needs to click. But like his post moves, how, how does he not have post moves right now? I mean, he, he's, it's his, it's his fourth season in the, in the league. And I know a lot of people are like, oh man, but you, you know, he had COVID, he's had injuries, he's had a coach who was against him. It's like, yeah, the, you know, he had things that were absolutely working against him, but he's now getting it. It's like, how, how are you, who you are and how big you are? And you're not showing me anything in terms of inside. It's just like, I know you said you didn't want this to turn into a crap on Mo, but man, this is the conversation that that was going to be had one way or the other. And against Philly, uh, he had a great game and he shot the ball really well. He had from a great three. half. Yes. And then he fouled out and yada, yada. So it it sucks, man. I, I really wanted Mo to be great and and. I just like you said. I don't know that Orlando is going to be the place that he finds a home. Hopefully, he does, but it, it looks pretty bleak for Mo right now. I mean, you just kind of look at the the high of against Philly, and then to play only seven minutes a, minutes tonight, not even touch the court again. It, it was pretty crazy. I think the truth lies like somewhere in the middle here because it's very clear that Clifford wasn't um, like excited about the prospect of developing young players. I think we can all agree with that. That's part of the reason that he quit, because he didn't want to go through a rebuild, didn't want to you know deal with young players. Um, but yeah, with Mo, to me, it's not so much the Bills just scored a touchdown, thirteen seconds left. Let's go, <laughs> let's go. It's not so much um, the lack of post moves. Just as a center in the league, if you can't back people down, you need to be able to run to the rim for lobs. And the fact that he's failed to do either of those is just like, right now, he's shooting the ball better as of late. He's up to 35% on the year, which is league average. But it's just, he's for him to have that much value offensively, he's got to be like up in the 38 to 40% range for me from the three-point line to make it worth it that he doesn't give you anything else offensively. So, um, yeah, that's our, our crap on Obama fest. 13 seconds left. The Bills are up three. 
The Bills might be going to the AFC Championship. I'm very excited for my uh, couple of buddies of mine that are Bills fans. Guys, cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022, the cleanest and sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code 6th, that's S-I-X-T-H, for 20% off plus free shipping. And inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also comes equipped with a 4000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land 2022 looks to be. A grooming routine isn't complete without applying Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver before showing off your 2022 self. These unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body and are a big boost to your confidence into the new year. To complete the set, Manscaped threw in their shed travel bag and anti-chafing boxer briefs as free gifts to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 6th at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code 6th. S-I-X-T-H. It's New Year, no pubes in 2022 with Manscaped. Well, Luke, I, I don't want to spend too much time talking about the Lakers game, but I feel like we do have to talk about it. Friday night, producer Kevin's first game uh, at the Amway covering uh, the game as a, a member of the media, so was really excited for him. But walking in, like it was just so clear that we made a mistake going to this game. <laughs> 90% Lakers fans, just purple and gold everywhere. Uh, Shaq was in attendance, which was really cool. Hito Turklu was in attendance, which was really cool. Shaq gets you know put up on the video board, gets the standing ovation. Again, it's 90% Lakers fans. Mm-hmm. If this was a regular you know Wednesday night against the mm-hmm. Wizards, unfortunately, I don't think Shaq gets the same reception, although he should. And then Hito right. Turklu was shown on the video board maybe a half hour later, and like 10 people stand up. So I turned to Kevin. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, we're sitting up in the media load. She's like, mm-hmm. well, this is, you know, like kind of how it, how it, you, you would expect it to be with like a bunch of casual fans here. And I'm like, no. I'm like, Shaq <laughs> went to one finals, one Eastern Conference finals. Hito went to one finals and two Eastern Conference finals. Like, Hito deserves some respect here that he, you know, didn't really get. But, but anyways, um, the Magic actually had, I believe it was an eight point lead at the half. And then, mm-hmm. like, the Magic outscored 31 to 16 in the third Terrible. quarter, 31 to 27 in the fourth. It became the LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony show. Uh, Jalen Suggs took a really scary fall. Uh, I think it was in the second quarter, mm-hmm. driving to the rim, tries to dunk. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker like kind of blocks him, but like kind of follows through. And it was just like we, the whole arena audibly gasped. I s- screamed, "Oh no!" And uh, luckily he got up. And then had one of the most ridiculous passes I've ever seen in a basketball game. Full court to to Wendell Carter, which was amazing. But yeah, a lot of Lakers fans, Luke. You know, LeBron James, you know, crying, whatever. He's the greatest basketball player of all time. Can still be a crybaby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, wasn't a, really a, that fun of a game to, to be at. But, uh, you know, it's cool to witness, you know, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. My God, that dude <laughs> sucks. <laughs> That dude is absolute buns right now. He had two of the absolute worst misses I've ever seen live in an NBA game the other night. Like an 18-foot <laughs> jumper where he hits the top of the backboard. You can't even believe that it happened. And and he still shot just under 50% on the night, which is insane. There, I watched a, a montage, Jonathan, of Westbrook misses the other day. And it was like so many elbow jumpers that he tried to bank in that just hit off the top of the backboard. I watched that mon- montage and I was like, this dude, not looking at the stats, I hadn't like looked at his percentages this year. I looked at like maybe some other things about him, but not his field goal percentage. And I was like, this dude has to be, after what I just watched, this dude must be shooting 35% or worse from the field. Jonathan, he's shooting from the field 43.3, which by no means is awesome, right? But... The misses that he has are so bad. 
They they are they are atrocious. And and it's just like when he misses, he misses terribly. And then he's going to hit some shots. It is so weird. It is so strange. Like he shot 8 of 17 the other night against the Magic and like you said had two awful misses. Like you wouldn't think an NBA player could miss like that. Russell Westbrook does it and somehow manages to shoot over 40% from the field. It's it's an enigma. I don't understand it. I am not trying to say that I'm anywhere near the basketball player that Russell Westbrook is, never will be, but I cannot. It's probably been like 15 years since I've missed a mid-range jumper that bad. <laughs> like I've airballed a few, but like to hit the top of the backboard from right. the left elbow is like just really, really crazy to see in an NBA game. It's like all-time terrible. Luke, anything else that you wanted to cover uh, from this game in particular? No, we've seen it a million times, right? The other team has good players. They might not be a good team right now. Other team has good players. Magic, no good players. The Magic have a lead at half or are close, and then they poop themselves in the third quarter. And then the better team with the better players takes over in the fourth quarter. Game over. I've seen it a million times this year, Jonathan. Yeah. And that's that's the that was the Lakers game. Congratulations, guys. That's your recap. Oh my gosh! I think this game is going to overtime. Uh, Butker is about to kick a field goal with three seconds left. This How is, far is not it? cool. It's it's gonna it's they're within range. Let's they're on like their thirty or something like that. Oh really? I just want to shout I, people that don't care about the NFL are like, what the hell is this episode like <laughs> going on with all this football talk in the middle? But like this, you know, huge game. Like if the Chiefs lose, that meant Mahomes, Brady, Rogers all left. It, you know, all lost in the playoffs this season. I want to give a, a quick shout out to Chumo Kiki, who's caught a lot of flack. Uh, last ten games, he's shooting thirty eight percent from the three point line. Like his shooting is much much needed. Eight point four points. Uh, let's see, four point nine rebound or five point seven rebounds, one point seven assists. So Chumo Kiki bouncing back a little bit. Luke, um, you know, we've talked about Jalen, you know, a little bit here, but he's looked great, you know, since coming back, uh, you know, from the injury. Last four games for Jalen Suggs here, he is averaging, uh, I just had it in front of me here, 15.3 points per game, 40% from the floor. The three-point shooting, still not exactly there, 18%, uh, almost 80% from the free throw line, averaging six rebounds, six assists, 3.3 turnover, so two-to-one turnover ratio. Not incredible, but you know it's, uh, you know, it's starting to get there, it feels like. Jalen Suggs is starting to figure some things out. Really, just seems like he's got to get some more. Had a career high against the Lakers, so I mean, uh, he he's looking good, man. I, I think that 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 break that he had, as we talked about in the last episode, um, he he looks like he really kind of got to look at everything and and take like a bird's eye view and be like, this is where I need to get better. And I, I think he made the most of it, and he's he's really showing it right now. And I I really can't wait to see everybody together. Healthy, meaning Isaac and Markel. I know it's something that we've said a million times, but it's just, it's all I can think about. When I see games like tonight where the Magic are just dominating the paint, playing really well defensively as they have been the last few games since Jalen got back, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what this team can do with, I think they've got like 33, 34 games left in the season. I'm hoping that we can at least get 25 games at the least with J.I. and Markel, but we'll see. So let's let's take the conversation there, and we'll kind of wrap up with this. So uh, Jamal Mosley, you know, missed you know a few games earlier in the week. He, you know, him um, uh, and Nate Tibbetts were in the health and safety protocols. Uh, Jamal came back on Friday for the Lakers game, um, and, and we you know, we talked about this, especially the Magic went on the ten game losing streak. But just like the level of the morale of this team and how they've just kept fighting all year long, uh, and they, especially the last couple of weeks, have been talking about how. You know, the games being closer lately, you know, there haven't been, you know, many blowouts and they feel like they are like they're right there. They're getting really close. Um, so just we can critique Jamal Mosley's, you know, rotational decisions and, you know, kind of his um, you know, in-game adjustments or lack of in-game adjustments all day. But where I really think you have to give Mosley his flowers is the fact that he has kept this team so even keeled all season not getting too high after wins. There haven't been many of those. Um, not getting too low after losses, and there's been a lot of those. He's just kept this team fighting. They play with energy and effort every single night. They are cheering and pulling for one another every single night. 
tonight was a huge uh, example of that, the big win against the Bulls. But we talk about this every single week, Luke. I know Magic fans are, are probably sick of it, not us talking about it, but just because we have to have the conversation in general. But Markel, and we had like a little scare, I guess, you know, Friday that, you know, uh, Markel or um, Saturday, rather, that Markel might come back Sunday against Chicago. Stupid CBS Sports. I don't know what the hell they're doing with their injury reports listing Markel as a game time decision. And mm-hmm. the Markel, yeah, the, the, the magic are listing him is out. Got everybody all kinds of confused. People just rely on the the official NBA injury report. Like if you are ever in doubt, I'll give you guys the URL right now. It is the it's official dot NBA slash NBA dash injury dash report dash twenty twenty one dash twenty two dash season forward slash. That is the link. Or you can just Google official NBA injury report and then they post it like every you know, hour, you know, at the mid hour. So like two thirty, three thirty, four thirty, five thirty, so on and you so forth. You think we'd be able to trust CBS, right? <laughs> uh, you can't. Just you go can't. to the NBA official injury. They report. were doing that with Markel really like two months ago. They yeah. Do you they remember had, that? We played Atlanta in the middle of November, and they had Michael Carter Williams and Etwan Moore listed as game time decisions. It's been two months since then, and they you know are still not back. So you you literally cannot trust them, but. Yeah, just shout out to Mo, uh, to Mo's um, Luke. I wanted to ask you: Do you feel like we are closer than further away from this team being somewhat competitive? I'm not talking about like playoffs. I'm not necessarily talking about like you know competing for like Eastern Conference right. Finals, anything like that. But just being like close to 500. Do you feel like this team is closer or further away, uh, or is the organization closer or further away from that? I think you're definitely closer to like being 500. I think that's like a, a small goal. That would be a great one to have. Um, obviously, we would love to. If your team's 500, it means you got basically a 50 50 shot to win the game every night. I know that's not how it actually works, but that's the feeling that you probably get as a fan is like we could win any given game. It just matter. You know, it's a matter of if we'll be able to to you know do well and and stay away from our weak points, yada yada. But I I think we're we're close closer than further away to that point um as far as playoffs or play in i think you're not far from play in i think that like if you bring like if if markel and ji are back you know weeks ago i think that that maybe you're closer but i will say like with if jalen suggs continues to be who he has been since his return we're definitely closer i mean jonathan now suggs is almost shooting he's shooting over five free throws a game which for those of you who aren't familiar that's a good number you want your if you have a guy that can get to the get to the rim and draw contact and and get those get to the free throw line i mean what was it against uh against the lakers suggs had 10 free throws that he shot and he made nine of them tonight against the bulls. He has eight free throws that he shoots and makes seven of them. So Jalen Suggs and his, and his ability to get to the rim right now is, is crucial to this team and the success that they have. They desperately need Jalen to take that next step offensively and continue to develop in that way. Because right now, I mean, I, I don't have full confidence that J.I. is going to be this offensive juggernaut. Markel's going to be great at orchestrating, but I don't think he's that offensive juggernaut. If Jalen Suggs can continue to improve and draw contact at the rim, and I mean, yeah, I yes, I would love for him to improve his three-point shot. But what he is doing right now um, as a rookie with you know in his time back and the growth that he has apparently shown, if it's for real... I think this team is is closer, and I think that that final you know the final pieces are getting healthy, and is Jalen Suggs for real in terms of kind of the advancements that he's made, and can you know and pairing him alongside Franz Wagner, and and can Cole kind of get out of his slump? It's I think this team does have a bright future. I don't think that there's any way around it, Jonathan. I don't think that's a homer take at all. If they can keep this core together, manage the contracts well, it'd be incredible for this team. 
So right now, uh, last four games, Jalen has averaged six free throw attempts per game. Mm. Um, if that was for the entire season, he'd be in the same company as LeBron James, Anthony Davis, De'Aaron Fox. Like he'd be right around there. Yeah. So that is like you know elite, um, like per, you know getting like free throw ability attempts, like to getting get to the contact rim. and get to yeah. The like free he'd throw be yeah. you know in between like 15 and 20th in the league. So yeah, definitely not afraid of contact. And you know, call me a homer, whatever. I think even for my mental health, I need to believe that we're closer than we are further away. Um, <laughs> But yeah, from like in terms of the playing, like right now we are like thirteen games out of the playing, and that seems like a lot. But when you just think of you know how just decimated this team has been by injuries this year, and thinking that you're going to have a chance at you know a, a top three pick in your back pocket at the end of this year, um, this team comes back healthy and does get a little bit of lottery luck. I feel like next season this team is going to be closer than they are further away because again like you know the last couple of weeks they've been so competitive you know haven't gotten you know really blown out like we had kind of gotten accustomed to earlier in the season and you get a guy like Jalen Suggs back now the defense is you know on the uptick Markel and J.I. we keep saying this should be back eventually hopefully <laughs> um, and then I think we're really going to get a better idea of what this team is going to look like. But Luke, yeah. let's go ahead and wrap it up. Take a look at what we've got uh, next week. So uh, right now we're two games into a five game homestand. Next game is going to be Wednesday. So the guys are off Monday. They'll practice Tuesday and then they play uh, Wednesday at home versus the Clippers Friday at home versus the Pistons and then Sunday at home versus the Mavericks. Look, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go one and two on the week. I think we pick up that win Friday at home against the Pistons. Against the Pistons, I'm. I listen. I went. I think what we had four games last week, right? I think I went two and two. Um, Magic had. It felt like the Magic could have won that Lakers game. Um, it was competitive until LeBron and Carmelo took over. The Magic had a real chance of going two and two. Chiefs just won. Unreal. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm I'm going to say that they pick up the win against the Clippers. I think they use the momentum. I don't think it's going to be a hangover game off of a, a, a win for the Magic. I think the Magic need to capitalize desperately. So I really want Orlando to win that game against the Clippers. I'm going to say that they go 2-1. Uh, and one. I'm going to say they beat the Clippers and the Pistons. A little three-game win streak. Jonathan, could you believe it? Uh, that would be incredible. It'd definitely be the first one of the year. And then, uh, yeah, so we play you know, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and then Tuesday, February 1st, we'll be at Chicago. So we'll see them again. Yeah, and, see how, and uh, we'll see how that goes. And I would, a, a few weeks ago, it would have been like, maybe the Magic could put up something against the Mavericks, but the Mavericks have found their groove as of late. Uh, right now, as we're recording this, they're up like 16 on the Grizzlies, and, and Luka has 37, 11, and 9. So uh, I I do not give the Magic much hope against the Mavericks, but I do have us going 2-1, and one, having a three-game win streak ultimately. That would be a lot of fun leading up to kind of the, the moment that we get our guys back. I would love to, to string together some wins at home as the worst home team in the league. We desperately need it. I definitely agree. Luke, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Last thing I'll say, NFL sudden death overtime blows. Both teams should get a chance to get the ball in overtime. Yeah. Play- NFL playoff games should not be decided like this. I am gutted for my you, friends who are Bills fans. And, and but you Patrick knew. Patrick Mahomes, wow. You knew. I mean, this is a high. What's the score right now? What's the final score? I think it was 42 to 36. That many points are scored. You know it. In a, in a, a luck of the draw, who yep. gets the ball first. If the Bills got the ball first there, Jonathan, you can't convince me they don't win that game. <laughs> Yeah, because it was it just like whoever the, gets the ball. The Chiefs were on the the wrong end of it. You know what mm-hmm. was that? Uh, three years ago against the Patriots in the AFC yeah. Championship. You know the Stupid. Pats going to win a Super Bowl, and Patrick Mahomes probably gets a Super Bowl. You know one year earlier if if it you know, I, either 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 team gets the ball, or you do like college does, and you just start on the other side of the field of whatever it is, 25, 30 yard line. And you just do a shootout until somebody doesn't score. Yeah, but both teams get a chance to have the ball. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. In college, yeah, they need to do yeah, something like that. Be. Something yeah. like that, or or you know, you do it the same way they're doing it now, but you both get chances to score a touchdown. 
you get the chance to answer back. What and what what game growing up, Jonathan, did you not ever get a chance to you know to yeah. match? It's so dumb. Are the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl? Feels yeah. like they are. Yeah. It feels like they are, right? Yeah. Everyone Bill's all year long was chance. like, oh, I don't know. Chiefs Chiefs don't look that great. You know? Start of the year, they had people scared, but then they rip off like whatever yeah. it was, eight or nine, ten straight, whatever it was. I don't even know. Unreal, but. dude. I feel I'm feeling for Bills fans right now. I am crushed. I I texted my buddy, "Let's go," mm. when uh, the Bills, you know, uh, went up with like 20 seconds left or whatever the I, heck it was. I would love for the Bengals at this point to win. Uh, that would win be it great. All. Yeah. But um, I just don't know that's possible, and especially. Yeah. Uh, playing against the Chiefs or the Bills, they just really that's a, that's a tough draw. So, yep that that's that's all I got, Jonathan. That's all we got. Sorry, Buffalo. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to the Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.